First time winners, more posse domination, injuries from Mike Marler and Josh Richards, and a lot more today on a packed holiday show. Let's go. Today is Monday, May 30th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. It's Memorial Day, so if you're enjoying some festivities today, please be safe out there and remember the reason for the day. It's been a really busy last few days around the country on dirt tracks, and there's plenty more to come today. Let's jump into a bunch of different things from the weekend. We'll start with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series at Lucas Oil Speedway for the Show Me 100 weekend. It turned into a bit of a wild card weekend with a first-time series winner in Johnny Scott on Friday night and Chris Ferguson scoring the big $50,000 win show on Saturday night. I know where there's, uh, there were some complaints and issues with the racetrack at Wheatland on Friday night as it was pretty rough. Mike Marler actually ended up not being able to race on Saturday night after he sustained a leg injury from catching a rut wrong. He didn't mince words on Twitter either saying, quote, maybe at Lucas Speedway uses better judgment today. Don't want to see any of my buddies get hurt, unquote. A pretty wild photo there, too, of his pedal area that was damaged when he hit that rut. Uh, the racing out front on Friday night, though, between Scott and Davenport was pretty good, though, as the two traded the lead seven times over the course of that main event. Johnny took over for good on lap 32 and drove away to his first career win with Lucas. And things got off to a similar start on Saturday night uh, out front with Scott and JD both leading laps, but neither ended up finishing near the front. Scott faded to 17th and a late spin for Davenport relegated him to 16th. He was trying to avoid getting blocked in behind the lap car of Earl Pearson Jr. and make kind of an invasive move up to the middle, but Fergie was already there and the two collided with Superman then going around. It was a tough ending for Davenport who led 82 of the 100 laps. As for Fergie, he drove an incredibly methodical race, uh, just slowly working his way forward from that 10th position over the 100 laps. He got to second inside 20 to go and then took the lead from Davenport with 12 laps remaining. It was the first big crown jewel win for the North Carolina driver, and we shouldn't be surprised as that 22 car is usually fast in big events. He won the Diamond Nationals at Wheeland in 2020 and has shown plenty of pace elsewhere. We've seen him in a lot of these XR races and elsewhere. Uh, Fergie is one of those regional guys who I wish we could see out with the series full time. I definitely think he could do a lot more winning like this uh, if he had the resources to do. Uh, resources to do. Um, I know that there's been points in the past where he's wanted to maybe run the Outlaws full time or different series full time, but just can't quite get the sponsorship together. But he's a guy I would definitely like to see out there on the road. As for the guys out front in the Lucas points battle, it was a pretty quiet weekend. Shepard maintains the top spot by 105 points after weekend finishes of 11th and 12th. Tim McCready has moved to second after a 17th to third run on Saturday night. Tyler Erb is third after uh, failing to make it out of the Friday B-Main and finishing 13th on Saturday. Jimmy Owens and Ricky Thornton Jr. complete the top five. Except for a 26th place blemish at Port Royal in April, it's been a nice stretch here for RTJ. He's got seven top tens in his past eight Lucas starts, including two top fives this weekend. The big money keeps on coming this week as Lucas now heads to the wide open spaces of the West Virginia Motor Speedway for the historic 100. Friday night pays 15 grand to win and Saturday is yet another 50,000 to win main event. We also had a first-time winner on the other National Late Model Touring Series this weekend with Ryan Gustin finally breaking through on Saturday night at Sharon Speedway with the World of Outlaws. He led the final 12 laps, taking over from Shane Clanton to score the victory. Uh, Gustin has run well so many times, you knew he would eventually get over the hump. 
but it took a little bit longer than I thought it would. I feel like I've picked him quite a few times, uh, kind of to no avail over the last year or so to get some of these wins, but nice to see him finally break through. And you got to wonder if finally getting that first one might open up the floodgates a bit here, uh, and they might come a little easier for him now on. In the battle for the Outlaw Championship, Dennis Herb Jr. was able to stretch away from uh, Max Blair just a little bit more. Blair started on the pole at Sharon and led 23 laps, but he faded to seventh at the end, while Herb ended up fourth. I really feel like the uh, at this point, Herb can just kind of plod along through the summer, racking up top tens and maybe just run away with this Outlaw Championship. The gap is 106 points right now. Blair would really have to get hot to run him down. I know it's early, it's May 30th, there's still a lot of racing left to go, but this just feels like it's slipping away from Blair already. I also wanted to talk about Josh Richards today. After struggling early on with the transition back to the Outlaws and Boom Briggs, these guys have been much better as of late, and Richards now has four third-place runs in his last five races. Unfortunately for him, though, he suffered facial injuries on Sunday at Eldora in the Johnny Appleseed Classic after being hit with a dirt clod. According to Kevin Kovac at Dirt on Dirt, Richards ended up in the hospital with what sounds like a broken nose, possibly a broken jaw, and other facial injuries. Hopefully, he has a speedy recovery. We'll have to wait and see what this means for his future as the Outlaws are back to racing this Friday at Tri-City. And Tyler Erb actually ended up winning that Eldora race yesterday, but it sounds like the track was definitely an issue. Jerry Bowersock also tweeted about getting hit with a dirt clod in that event. The War of Outlaws Sprint Car Series was also in action on Saturday night, ending a 13-year absence from the Atomic Speedway, and I called it. We got Sheldon Hoddenshield in victory lane in front of his home state, Ohio fans. The night turned into Sheldon versus the Shark Racing Cars, with Jacob Allen also leading laps. But the 17, I think, was just better, you know, especially out in clean air. It was the classic high-low battle with Sheldon on the top and Jacob on the bottom. But Hoddenshield got away late to claim his fourth outlaw win of the season. Logan Schuhart nipped his shark racing teammate late to finish second with Allen third. The win for Sheldon ties him now with Carson Macedo for the most outlaw wins on the year so far. We had a weird moment uh, kind of early on in that feature when officials had to throw a caution because the smoke from the pre-race, uh, pre-race fireworks had kind of settled onto the racetrack and nobody could see anything. Not a situ- uh, situation you witness every day at a sprint car event. Brad Sweet ended the night fourth with David Gravel in seventh and Macedo twelfth. The wind vaulted Hoddenshield from fourth up to second now in the standings behind the Big Cat with Gravel third and Macedo back to fourth. How quickly things have turned around in the World of Outlaws point standings. Sheldon finished 14th at Bristol, then 21st at Lincoln, but in the four races since hasn't finished lower than fourth and has two victories. And the weekend continues tonight at Lawrenceburg for a 10,000 win main event and the car count should be pretty good. I've seen Tyler Courtney and Madsen, Ayrton Jeniton, and Brandon Wimmer all tweet that they will be there, and it sounds like Kyle Larson is inbound to defend his race win from a year ago. Young Money had an eventful Coke 600 last night, eventually finishing ninth after leading laps late. The DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula likes him for the win at the Berg tonight, and I don't see any reason to go against that pick. Hot laps are scheduled for tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, and you can watch that one live over on Dirt Vision. In Central Pennsylvania, the All-Stars took yet another beating from the posse over the weekend. The Friday show at the Grove was rained out, but we did get both nights of the Weikert at the Port or Royal Speedway completed and turned into the Anthony Macri show. He beat Lance DeWeese on Saturday night in a drag race back to the checkered flag after Danny Dietrich really dominated most of that feature. And Sunday in the big show, the Concrete Kid grabbed the lead on lap 10 from Chris Windham and held off Brent Marks in the closing laps for the weekend sweep. 
The All-Star regulars haven't had a whole lot of luck uh, against the Pennsylvania guys recently, as we talked about on the Friday show, and that trend had definitely continued. Justin Peck was the highest finishing All-Star driver on Saturday in fifth, and Sunday it was Tyler Courtney earning a fourth place result. It's nice to see, though, some signs of progress for Chris Windham as he's making that transition to full-time wing competition. Those Sunday laps led with a first of his, uh, for him for the year, and he's got three top tens in his last six races, so definitely uh, going in the right direction here. As for the All-Star standings, not much changed over the weekend. Sunshine still leads Parker Price Miller and Justin Peck by about the same margins he did entering the weekend. The season continues this Friday and Saturday uh, with stops at Attica and Atomic. It's been a brutal season of rainouts and cancellations for the ASCS National Tour, and I know those competitors, along with new series owner Terry Maddox, were probably doing backflips, uh, backflips because they got two shows in this weekend. Saturday, it was Lake Ozark Speedway, and Sunday, it was Thunderbird Speedway. Dylan Westbrook was the Saturday winner, slipping by Matt Covington on the final lap when the 95 got stuck in behind a lap car. It was Westbrook's first win of the season. And on Sunday at Thunderbird, Sam Haverteep Jr. started second and led all 25 laps for the victory. It was his third top three finish in just four ASCS appearances this season. Leaving the weekend, Wayne Johnson continues to sit atop the standings with Dylan Westbrook now second and Blake Hahn third. National Tour is back on June 17th at Texarkana 67 Speedway. Don't forget, we're tracking the ASCS uh, in the DirtTracker.com analytics sections, one of the many uh, dirt racing series that we track, uh, but it's kind of new for the season. So if you want to check out some of that ASCS stuff, results, stats, analysis, you can do that over at DirtTracker.com slash analytics. Out west with the NARC Sprint Cars, Dominic Selzy's win streak came to an end on Friday night at Willamette Speedway. Willie Croft led all 30 laps from the pole to earn his first NARC win in four years and ninth of his career. Dom did end up second, though, on the night. And the Saturday race at Grace Harbor was rained out, but we did get to run uh, last night on Sunday with Trey Starks scoring one for the locals. He dominated the feature, earning his first career NARC win with again Selzy in second and Justin Sanders third. With some drivers absent over the weekend, Selzy extended his points lead with Croft now second and Mitchell Ficino in third. We'll see NARC again on June 10th at the Ocean Speedway. And other weekend open wheel winners included Sprint Car Challenge Tour victories for Ryan Robinson and Tanner Carrick. Wesley Smith was a war winner at Double X. Chase Randall was a Sprint Invaders winner at 34 Raceway. Cameron Key won the Moa, uh, Moa opener. Austin McCarl won the 410 show on Saturday night at Knoxville. Ryan Timms was a Power Eye midget, uh, midget winner at Lake Ozark. Scotty Neitzel won the IRA show at Rice Lake. And Ryan Timms won again on Sunday, clipping Kerry Madsen for the 410 Sprint Car victory at Husets. Unfortunately, though, a severe storm hit Husets early Monday morning, damaging the scoring tower and suites, among other things. They have canceled their racing that was scheduled for today, and we're going to have to wait for updates about the World of Outlaws race that is scheduled for this upcoming Sunday to see if they can get repairs made and be able to run that Outlaw show this weekend. Other weekend late model winners included Mac McCarter and Josh Putnam with the Spring Nationals. Hunter Peacock bagged 10 grand in crate action at Alltech. Ben, uh, ben Watkins was a clash winner at Lakeview. Ross Bales was an ultimate winner at Cherokee. Max Blair won the Sunday show at Erie's. And Jason Fager was a Mars winner over at Spoon River. With the USMTS, Lance Mari was a first-time series winner on Friday at Chateau Speedway. Defending series champion Derek Ramirez dominate, uh, dominated Saturday at Deer Creek. He led every single lap of that one. And Jake O'Neill won again Sunday at Winnesheek. He's got four wins in just seven starts this year. With more racing coming up today at Mason City Motor Speedway, Dustin Sorensen still leads Tanner Mullins for the title, but Ramirez has climbed all the way back to third. He was pretty far down in the top 10, but is uh, definitely in contention now. 
Now, with the Super Dirt Car Series, uh, Stuart Friesen dominated Sunday at Weed Sport, leading all but 17 of 100 laps for the win. The big blocks are headed for Lebanon Valley today for more than $13,000 to win. And there are 11 races on the streaming schedule for this Memorial Day Monday. That includes the World of Outlaws from Lawrenceburg and Super Dirt Car Series on Dirt Vision, USMTS Modifieds from Mason City on Race and Dirt, and several local and regional shows over on Speedsport. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. Like I said, be safe out there today. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.